A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. I don't you need any fight drama. with you know everybody. What, what you did to my sister, and you drove Lisa Vanderpump off the show. I mean, the list can go on and on. You are the biggest bully in Hollywood, and everyone knows it. I got the effing chills. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Everything Iconic with me, Danny Pellegrino. That was just a short clip from the trailer of The Real Houses of Beverly Hills Reunion, which starts airing this week. I'm assuming it's three parts, although I would hope for a 10-part reunion for this one because it looks phenomenal. To me, it was one of the greatest trailers I've ever seen in the history of Bravo. I'm not just talking Beverly Hills. I'm talking anywhere. And it opened with a timestamp. It opened at the end of the reunion. It said something like 9.45 p.m. at night. And you know, anytime they have a timestamp, sit tight, little bear, because we're in for something good. And so that's what they were serving right off the bat. And we see Splits Richards sitting there with Andy Cohen. And Andy is saying, let's get out the stuff for the toast. And Kyle's crying like a baby. And she says, I can't do the toast. I got to get the fuck out of here. And she's like, can I get the fuck out of here? And Andy's like, hold on. He talks to producers off camera. Then we rewind an hour and we see Kathy there yelling. And then we rewind again and we see Dorit don't know what horse glue is. (laughs) Which that was cracking me up. There's this little clip in the trailer where they have to explain to Dorit that horses make the glue. And so she had no idea. She's like, what does that horse glue mean? (laughs) She didn't know what the fuck it meant. And then that's all she had to offer that whole reunion. I mean, speaking of not having anything to offer, do you see Room 23's Diana Jenkins? She shows up via Zoom. She didn't even have that one line. Not one line. I don't even think they're paying her. Because, you know, if they don't speak, they could pay you as like an extra. So I feel like they're not even going to have to pay Diana. They're just going to cut all her lines so that they don't have to pay her. You know, sometimes if you watch TV shows or movies, especially low-budget shit, like I love the Hallmark Christmas movies. You know they're my favorite. But oftentimes you see in those movies, they don't want to give somebody new a line. So they'll either have like one of the main characters say a line that doesn't really fit that person. So they'll be at like a a restaurant and they don't want to have to pay the waiter to say a line. So they'll have to have the two main characters talking about a, a line that normally a waiter would say, right? So they take away the lines from certain people. And so I believe that's what Bravo's doing to Room 23's Diana Jenkins because she didn't have one line. Not what I didn't even, she showed a shocked face and apparently she got COVID. God bless. She seems okay now, but I, the, if that's not the kiss of death for Room 23, I mean, there's no way she's coming back. Not after this season. I mean, she made a valiant effort at the very end, at the last episode when the boyfriend Asher showed up in the Dorothy Wizard of Oz uh, heels. That was a valiant effort, but it's just not happening. There's no way, especially after seeing that reunion trailer. Maybe, maybe, just maybe if she would have brought it. But they didn't even have that one line, that one speaking part for her. And I wonder if they just muted the Zoom. They probably at some point were like, you have nothing to offer us. We're going to mute the Zoom and you can watch in, but you can't. 
You're not allowed nothing else. And so that looked good. What else? The, the looks are insane. I mean, everyone's wearing a different thing. You know, on the reunions, I like when they dress to theme. The Atlanta women always do that flawlessly. But here on Beverly Hills, it's like they're all dressed for a different fucking theme. But I got to say, Garcelle, who's stunningly beautiful, when her look came out, everyone was kind of dragging it, myself included. I was like, what the fuck is this look? And then she said on Twitter, she showed a picture of her sitting down in the dress. And she said, it's a sitting dress. And I thought, she's two steps ahead. She got a memo that nobody else got because these women are sitting down all the time. And one of the things that happens with these insane looks that have evolved so much throughout the year is that they look really good standing up and then sitting down, they look like a fucking Muppet, you know, with just feathers flying out of every which way, every corner, willy-nilly. And so Garcelle said, no, I'm going to get a dress that's a sitting dress. And so she's two steps ahead. And I so I got I to gotta say, Garcelle had a record year. A flawless year. I think Garcelle really came out of this season as a new queen bee. I think her and Kyle are running this ship. And I'm so excited to see them going forward. And I'm happy for Garcelle. Queen Icon Legend Garcelle, she's doing it. But she dressed for a sitting dress. And again, the evolution of dresses for the union. I remember the early days of Bravo when Jill Zarin showed up in bedazzled Team Jill t-shirt. I'll never forget that. It's It haunts me. And, of course, I remember the sky tops of the Real Houses of Orange County early seasons reunion. Remember that very first one? They were just in Vicky's backyard. I don't even think they invited Papa Co. into that reunion. They just had some hamburgers on the grill, and they sat down with an iPad and made them watch clips from the season. That was it. That was the whole reunion. So we've come a long way. And I wish that the Beverly Hills gals would get on theme, but they're not. And speaking of theme, Kathy Hilton, you know, she's showing up like Jaws in that trailer. She's just showing up in that pink outfit, which looks stunning, but I never imagined the other women with their purses. Maybe they do have their purses, but I feel like Kathy's always showing up the reunion with their purse. It reminds me of Sophia Petrillo from the Golden Girls, always walking around with that purse. I'm like, Kathy, you need to put the purse down. Let your handbag on the couch. Conga Hilton, you don't need to carry it around everywhere. So, I mean, lots of things happening on this reunion, and I cannot wait. I think it looks thrilling. Oh, and then we didn't even talk about the takedown. I mean, Kathy is not interested anymore in taking down NBC Bravo. I'm going to take down NBC Bravo. She's interested in taking down Lisa Renna, the biggest bully in Hollywood. You are the biggest bully in Hollywood, and everyone knows it. She said, and everyone knows it. Oh, you guys, I was watching the Kardashians, and I feel like they keep coming up. I keep mentioning the Kardashians, because I don't always watch them, but I've been watching the new Hulu season. And I am so invested in knowing what Kris Jenner thinks of this whole thing. I want to know where she stands with Rinna. Well, I want to get her on the line. I mean, we have Jamie Lee Curtis. Activia Curtis shows up at the Beverly Hills reunion. I don't know if you saw that clip. It wasn't in the trailer, but there was a commercial that aired on Bravo where it's like Activia Curtis just pops on in. She's like bringing out a wind chime or some shit like that and then sits down and they're all like, woo! Like they're all so <laughs> Dorit's like, it passes out. She's so excited. And so she's showing up, but I'm like, we need to get Kris Jenner on the line. I don't know what we got to do. Remember Papa Cohen hosted that reunion with the Kardashians when they ended their Hulu show. So we need to get Papa Cohen on the line with Chris because I need to see that momager sit down and I need all of her thoughts. And I don't know if she doesn't have much of a role on this show, but I need to know what she thinks about the lips rena of it all. And I know she's siding with Kathy, but like, where does it all stand? And when Kathy said she's the biggest bully in Hollywood, what does that mean? I need to know everyone's opinion on Hollywood. I need to know every single celebrity's opinion. I know in the news, there's all these big time A-listers who've been watching Bravo. We heard uh, Jennifer Lawrence, John Hamm. I think Julia Roberts was on a red carpet with Garcelle. I'm like, I need Julia Roberts to comment on this. 
Is Lee Serena the biggest bully in Hollywood? I need to, Julia Roberts to chime in. I need every single person that's ever been in a TV show. I'm talking Rachel Brosnahan to Julia Roberts. Don't matter. If you've been on a TV show, <laughs> if you've been on a TV show for upwards of one season, then I need to know what you think. Who's the biggest bully in Hollywood? Because I'm not, I don't know that I would have guessed Serena, but it just feels like from the reunion trailer, it feels like this is, Rinna Swan song. And again, I think she'll be back. I think this is just a put on pause, which she mentioned in the trailer. She said, put me on pause. And I love Dorinda, justice for Dorinda, because she brought up that phrase, put on pause. She was the first to get on, put on pause, and she's a trailblazer in that way. Ooh, speaking of New York, did you see, I'm, I'm all over the place today. And this episode might be a little bit shorter than normal because, uh, I have been running the candle. What's that saying? Running them candles at both ends. And so I need a little breather. So this might be a little short. We're going to talk Potomac, of course. So don't worry about that. We're getting into that. I mean, I have a lot of thoughts on, Ashley Darby and that the demon that she's married to, Demon Darby. I got a lot of thoughts on that. But, uh, oh, the thing that I wanted to say, speaking of New York Housewives, a couple things. First of all, it's that there's this rumor that Amanda from Summer House, she said she'd like to join the Roni reboot. Absolutely not. I will not accept that. I do not want these crossovers happening anymore. And I need somebody to stop it. Okay, we got the winter house, and it's just, I don't like it. I thought we've established that it is something that we all thought we wanted, but then we ultimately didn't want. That's how I feel. That's my opinion. I don't like the crossovers, and I certainly don't want them on my Roni. I, you hear me, Bravo? We cannot have Kyle and Amanda. It's time for them to get up. I mean, they've been on enough. I don't need to see them drinking in the Hamptons no more. I mean, I'm sick of it. <laughs> I'm sick of it. I'm sorry. God bless them. I mean, I wish them the best with their whatever that brand that, that they sell or whatever it is, um, which I'm sure is lovely. I've never tried it, allegedly. But I don't think I need them on a Roni. So the other thing I wanted to say about Roni, and I, by the way, I don't even think that would happen. I'm Actually, I would bet my bottom dollar on that. I would put my entire life on the line. There's no way them Bravo executives are like, oh yeah, let's bring Amanda from one of our lowest rated TV shows and have her join uh, the relaunch of The Real Houses in New York. There's no way. I mean, they want to bring stars onto that one because they got to relaunch. They got to worry about ratings. I'm sorry, Summer House, as much as people love it, the ratings are kind of in the toilet. You know what I mean? Allegedly. Anyway, uh, what was I saying? Oh, so Bethany, do you see Bethany Frankel? Bethany Frankel, mention it all, skinny gal Frankel. She's now going after TikTok. I'm going to take down NBC Bravo. She's taking down TikTok now. Apparently, and if anyone's seen her on TikTok, I mean, it's a lot. It's a lot. I warn you. I, I tell you to go look, but I need you to be warned. It's a lot. And I don't know how else to say it, but it's a lot. Anyway, she's like a piss. People were using her likeness or something. And so now she's suing TikTok or suing some, I, you know, I didn't really read into it. I just saw a headline. So I <laughs> probably shouldn't report it back to you all, but, <laughs> but I'm doing it anyway. And so she is apparently going after a big corporation. And I just wish Bethany would just get back on the Roni reboot. Like enough with this. She's doing all them beauty things to try to obviously launch her budget beauty brand. She's going after speaking of the Kardashians, which that's another thing that I would like to get a hold on. That's another reason why we need to get Chris Momager Jenner on the line, because I need to find out what she thinks of skinny gal Frankel going after the kids. Because I don't know if you saw this, but uh, Bethany has also gone after Kylie's lip line or lip, whatever the fuck she sells, the lip kits. And Bethany said there, uh, the PR boxes, she said this, is, I don't know what she said. Again, I just read a headline. 
I think I saw a Popgrave tweet, and that's what, I'm, that's what I'm basing my news off of. So don't come to me for news. But the point is, I would love to know what Chris thinks about Bethany going online every five seconds on TikTok to say Kylie's uh, lip kits are cheap. Allegedly, I don't want her to come after me. But I'm just saying, maybe, uh, I don't know, maybe, I don't know. Again, I haven't been following it, because every time she pops up on my TikTok, I quickly scroll away, (laughs) like a jump scare. (laughs) Gotta get away from that, you know? (laughs) That's not the TikTok I want to see. I'm looking for inspirational Steve Harvey quotes. I'm not looking for Bethany yelling at me about a CVS skincare product. You know, she's always yelling about lotion. If anyone has seen it on TikTok, and no tagging, I don't want her to yell at me because then she'll make a TikTok about me. It's the last thing. I can't handle that kind of thing. You know, I'm not good with confrontation. Which, by the way, just to bring this all back around to the Beverly Hills reunion trailer, there were all these people that, myself included, I think, that thought Kathy might not show up to the reunion. But not only did Kathy show up, she showed up to play. And she seems like a different version of Conga Hilton than we've been used to because she's showing up and she's just ready to take down the whole team. She's mentioning her sister, Kim. She's bringing up LVP. And I love when they address the history of the show. You know, they weave in the old characters and I'm still calling on them to weave back in Eden Sassoon. Hashtag justice for Sassoon. Anyway... Uh, I, a lot of people didn't think that Kathy would show up to the reunion. I didn't know if she would. And instead, she showed up and she's taken names. She said, sit tight, little bear, because I'm going after Rinna. I'm going after Rinna, the biggest bully in Hollywood. You are the biggest bully in Hollywood, and everyone knows it. Do you see Rinna also posted on her Instagram a picture of her M&M? And she said, oh, look at me, the biggest bully in Hollywood. I had to laugh at that. I mean, I love that she's just leaning that fucking Eminem. <laughs> oh, these shows are so stupid. I love them. I love them. We're so blessed. Uh, speaking of how blessed we are, shall we get into the Real Houses of Potomac premiere? Did I have any other thoughts about Bethany? I think I or about anything else. Bethany, I do just want her back on Roni, though. I mean, stop doing the beauty reviews on TikTok. I mean, I know that social media can make people a lot of money. I get it. So she probably is getting enough pay over there for Matt. I feel like I'm talking so much shit. The Bethany fans are going to be after me. They're going to be after me. Don't no tagging. And I, and I say it with love because I want her back on Real Housewives, despite the fact that she drives me nuts. You know, those are the two truths that I hold. And so I hope that at some point Bethany will just get off TikTok, stop suing everybody. And just show up for filming with Ramona and company. Like, sit tight with Sonia and have a lunch with Dorinda and just give us what we need. That's what we want, and that's what she's so good at. So anyway, uh, let's get into, let's take our break here, and then we'll get into the Real Houses of Potomac premiere. Premiere. And, oh, by the way, follow me on TikTok, <laughs> at Danny Pellegrino on Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok. You get signed copies of my book at everythingiconic.store. I want to thank Acast. Go to the Patreon page for bonus episodes if you want. It's patreon.com slash everything iconic. All this stuff is in the bio info or whatever the fuck, the description. I don't know what the fuck you call it. Anyway. (laughs) I mean, I don't really have a temper. Let's just take a break. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. 
And we all carry around different stressors, both big and small. Sometimes the small stressors are the worst for me because I cannot stop thinking about them when I'm trying to sleep or when I'm trying to go about my day. I keep those little things bottled up and it can start to affect me negatively. Now, therapy is a safe space to get those things off of my chest and figure out how to work through all that stuff. And if you've never benefited from therapy, I think it's time you explore. I think anyone can be helped by going to a professional therapist. It's so incredibly helpful to get those coping skills skills and uh, deal with those stressors. So uh, if you're thinking of starting therapy, you can give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be super convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. All you got to do is fill out this quick, brief questionnaire, and you get matched with a licensed therapist, and you can switch therapists at any time for no additional charge, which I think is so important. uh, So that way you find someone that you work well with. Now, get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash Everything Iconic today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash Everything Iconic. Ah, I love that sound, don't you? And that's the sound you're going to hear when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell online, in person, on social media, and beyond. Uh, we use it here at Everything Iconic. Shopify is the best all-in-one commerce platform capable of handling all your business complexity, no matter how big you grow. I think it's fantastic. You're probably thinking, sure, but migrating is going to be a headache. But Shopify's app store has the migration apps you need to migrate all of your products, your orders, your customers, and more uh, from every major e-commerce platform all the way to Shopify. And I always hate when I'm shopping online and I have to re-enter all of my information. Well, Shopify store remembers your shipping address, your payment information. So if you're on the couch and your wallet's on the kitchen counter, you don't have to get up, which is nice. So sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash everything iconic, all lowercase. That's one month for just $1 at shopify.com slash everything iconic. Shopify, S-H-O-P-I-F-Y dot com slash everything iconic. Boy, you know you make me come back, come back. No one that you can do it like that, like that. Yeah, 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 yeah. Even when I catch an attitude, boy, all I do is drive back home to you. Uh. I love that song so much. The Real Houses of Potomac Season 7 premiere is upon us. I can't believe our gals are in Season 7. It's so nice to see so many OGs still around. When they were all sitting in that field, I got so excited just seeing them talk about the other gals. And then Candace, I heard she's re-releasing the album, the Drive Back album. She's hopefully going to put some new tracks or something on it. I don't know. Maybe she's in Puerto Rico dropping some new beats. Mm, well, Candy, won't you check around Puerto Rico and see if there's a studio we can go drop some beats? <laughs> <laughs> I hope so, because I love Candace's music, and I want some new beats. And so this uh, premiere, I thought was an excellent premiere. I don't think it was like a mind-blowing premiere. I enjoyed sitting and watching and catching up with the gals. I have a lot of thoughts on Demon Darby and all the stuff that was going on with Mia, uh, but... It wasn't something so incredibly dynamic. Although, speaking of the Real Houses of Atlanta, we did have a Peter appearance. He's teaming up with Dr. Wendy, and they're going to be opening something that's like a bar, but also for books for kids, a library. So it's like a mix of the shop around the corner from You've Got Mail and Peter's Bar 51, or what the, I don't know what the fuck his bar's name is, Bar 91. Was it a number? I don't know. (laughs) Can't remember everything. Anyway, let's play a clip from this week's premiere and then we'll get into it. <laughs> 
I don't need attention, quite frankly. You have but what group. I was using my platform for is for a purpose. What was the right? purpose? And so the purpose is I, I was hurting, right? I got a phone call that I had cancer and I was broken. They said you have cancer. They said what your test results came back and it looks like you have lymphoma, okay? And after crying with my husband, crying with my kids, going to the doctor, I was in the hospital, I was going through everything. It's been like hell, okay? Okay. So for you okay. to sit there and say mm-hmm. that you think I was doing it for attention, I didn't you. Oh, oh. Okay, that was the end of the episode, but let's just talk about all this. Now, first of all, I want to say my heart goes out to Mia because anyone, that word is just so scary in general. I had someone very close to me just recently go through something with cancer, and that word is just terrifying. So I get that, and I just want my heart to go out to anyone who's out there dealing with it, whether you are in remission, whether you just got a diagnosis. I think it's one of the scariest things because there's so much weight on that word. It's one of those words that no matter what, if a doctor tells you that, it's scary. Okay, so with all of that said, my heart, I am saying all of my prayers, and I just wish the best and the healthiest time for Mia. Now, here's what I want to say. It's sort of giving, okay? And I know it's not, and so I don't want people coming after me, but it is sort of giving Kim Solsiak on The Real Houses of Atlanta. Remember, she was at that reunion, and she was saying she had cancer, and then Andy Cohen's like, so you had cancer? And she's like, no, I was in a Chili's parking lot, and I found out I didn't have cancer. Now, I'm not saying they're the exact same thing. I'm just saying that the way that the show is presenting them to us is the same way. They're editing it, the other women are questioning it, and it's giving the vibe of The Real House of Atlanta, which was, that was one of my favorite of all time, Housewife reunion moments. I mean, she thought she found out in Julie's parking lot. And then they were all sitting there like so fucking confused. I mean, those early years of Atlanta, nothing better. But they're all staring at her because she's like, I lost my hair. I got sick, whatever. And then Andy is just literally never been more bewildered. Papa Cohen isn't sure what the fuck is going on there. He's just looking at her like question marks in his eyes. And then she says, well, no, I didn't have cancer. And he's like, so you didn't, but you just said you did. She's like, no, I found out in Julie's parking lot. And and I just love the idea of just sitting in a Chili's. Like she went to Chili's and she got out and that you never can control when the doctor's going to call, especially when you're waiting for an important call. You could be driving home from Chili's. Don't matter what's going on in your life. You get that call, you take it. So she didn't even start the car, probably. She just sat down in the driver's seat, and she's like, hey, Ariana and Brielle, we got to hold off a minute. I got to take this call here in the Chili's. I know you're all ready to get home and digest that blooming onion, but we got to talk to the doctor first. And so she did. And so that's the vibe I'm getting. And I say that in the utmost respectful way of uh, two truths can be true. Again, I want everything to be okay with Mia. And I'm sure it's not the same. I don't think she's lying. And I think it's a different kind of level of it. I'm just saying that the editing, the way the other women are talking about it, it's giving that. And I'm into it. And I'm hoping that Mia gets into her own because I felt like she had a clunky first season, which oftentimes housewives do. I think most of the time they have a clunky first season. Then they either find their way or they don't and they have to move on. But I thought Mia was like a little clunky, although I liked a lot of what was going on with Mia last season, but it didn't feel completely natural. And since we just are talking about uh, other franchises, I think Diana Jenkins, Room 23, I think she had a very clunky first season. It was like a interesting first half, but then nothing happened the second half. I mean, I don't know. So sometimes you wonder, should they come back for a second season? Do we need to get rid of them so early? But then I think of uh, The Real Houses of Orange County, that one woman, I don't even remember her name. What was her name on Orange County in the COVID season? I mean, it was really dark times over there in Orange County. And I cannot remember her name for the life of me. But she was not someone that I believe would have brought anything good for a second season. 
So you just wonder, but you never know. She could, I could have been wrong. Well, I don't know everything. But that woman, again, I don't even know her name. Should I look it up? Hey, Siri, what was that one season Orange County housewife's name who was maybe in a cult? And also, I think she revealed she was bisexual. Okay. I found this on the web for what was that one season Orange County housewife's name who is maybe in a cult. And also, I think she revealed she was bisexual. Check it out. Oh, Elizabeth Lynn Vargas. Siri knew. <laughs> I, love, <laughs> I love that. I love that Siri knew from that description. Oh my God. Good job, Siri. She's smart. These robots are getting smarter and smarter by the day. I mean, that was the description I gave, and I swear Elizabeth Vargas came up. Elizabeth Lynn Vargas. Anyway, God bless Siri. So I don't think, what were we talking about here? I get so off track here. Anyway, Potomac Housewives. I hope Mia has a good season. I'm excited to see. Uh, we have. Uh, this whole thing with Demon Darby. Now, him and Ashley are getting a divorce. Now, Ashley said they weren't sexually compatible. He wanted the threesome all the time. She didn't. And I don't know what's going on with him sexually. First of all, how are all these people wanting to sleep with that man? I mean, uh, uh, ladies, stop it. And gentlemen, anyone, he, she, theys, anyone out there, stop sleeping with that man. He's a demon, a demon. You hear me? And the fact that anyone is in bed with that human that human, I hate to call him a human waste bucket, but I'm not sure what else to say. I mean, <laughs> not sure what other terms or adjectives I can use because he's a demon. He doesn't seem like a nice human. And so the fact that he could even get a threesome to me is just shocking. And I blame all those people. It's like the same thing I thought with those, those gals who were sleeping with Austin on Southern Charm. Remember when Madison walked, Madison, Madison. And I was thinking like, who are two girls, two self-respecting girls? And they're just sleeping with Austin, of all people. And did you watch that Southern Charming? The reunion was sort of good. I got to give them that. But I do not like any of them at all. I I, I didn't take notes, and we're not going to cover it in depth. But I do think it's maybe the worst cast on Bravo. I just hate them all, and I can't look at them for one more minute. However, the reunion was good. <laughs> the reunion was great. Anyway, uh, okay, so Demon Darby, they're getting a divorce, but it's also weird. Ashley thinks it's going to be amicable. But then they're getting a house in an LLC together. And then when she was sitting down with the kids, or not with the kids, with her parents, or mom, or who was she? She sat down with some family members. I think they were family. I'm not sure. I can't remember everything. But so she sat down with them, and she like didn't know where any of the money came from. And she was so confused. She's like, yeah, I'm not sure what this is paid for, how much money we spend. He normally takes care of all that. And I'm like, girl, baby girl, you need to figure all this out. And I know we don't aren't balancing checkbooks book these days, but maybe we need to go back to the 90s and start balancing checkbooks because the fact that Ashley, this seemingly gorgeous, stunning, beautiful, smart woman, doesn't know where the money comes from or how she's spending things. This is how you get in hot water. This is how you become a bamboozle Jane. This is how you become a coach Sharif. You can't not know where the money's coming from. So you need to sit down with a banker, a friend, a lawyer. I don't care who it is, but you need to go through a receipt and go through everything you're buying for the week. Just carry your receipts around. It's so easy. I know nowadays, too, they email you every receipt. So just check in your email and figure it out. And write down a journal if you have to. Get a leather-bound moleskin journal and just start figuring it out, Ash. Because I can't have you not knowing where all this money's coming. And Demon Darby's going to be pulling all them strings like a puppeteer. Do you ever see the NSYNC Bye 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 video? Yeah, that's what Demon Darby's going to be doing, except for instead of the boys of NSYNC, it's going to be Ashley at the other end of those strings, okay? So don't get the house with him in the LLC, and don't let him know where all the money is, and you know nothing about the money. And I'm sure you're bringing a good money here on the Potomac Housewives. I know they don't get paid a ton when they're a housewife, but she's been on the season 
a hundred years already. She's seven seasons in, so she should have a decent paycheck. So she should have good money, not to mention all the extra stuff that comes with being a housewife. You get the social media sponsorships and all that kind of thing. So she needs to know where this money's come from, and I'm very concerned about it. I also don't understand it. I feel like it's all, did they get married just for convenience? Like, did he just want a wife and... And now he still just wants her around. I don't know. It's all fucked up. And speaking of fucked up, you know who else's relationship I think is not a real one? I'm sorry to say this. I'm going to get in trouble. Robin and Juan. I mean, what's going on there? I know they're not getting married. And I don't have a problem with them not getting married. Matt and I have been together 12 years now at this point. We got engaged five or something years ago. And we have no plans to get married. Maybe one day we'll do a courthouse or something. But as it stands, we're not, we don't really give a shit about that. We're like, well, we're together forever. It's fine. But... I understand that. My issue is I don't actually think Robin and Juan like each other at all. I don't even think they're friendly or like last season, of course, they were fighting all the time. Remember, they were, Juan was like storming out of her hat warehouse or whatever the fuck that was. <laughs> hat warehouse. <laughs> Robin's hat warehouse. I can't believe that's a phrase that we're using these days. Anyway, he did storm out of that hat warehouse. That hat warehouse, he just was like, get the fuck out. I'm leaving, Robin. I'm taking the dogs. I don't know why I just turned into Jennifer Coolidge from Legally Blonde, but that's not the point. The point is Robin and Juan hate each other. And so Robin sits down with Charisse at, Tr- at True Food, and Charisse is back. She got some bubbies. Her husband was the coach of the Wizards, and that's when she met Robin. And Robin says that Charisse is actually the Grand Dame. She says the Grand Dame title actually belongs to Charisse. I know my granddad doesn't like that. I'm sure she was watching at home and thinking, what the fuck you say, Robin? I just would love to hear what Karen has to say about that, because Karen is my granddad, and I love Sharice. But she is coming in hot this season, Sharice. She's coming in after Ashley. They're talking about Ashley. Sharice says Ashley just wants attention. We see in the previews, Sharice is coming after my granddad. So it's interesting. They talk about prenups. I think I'm glad they brought Cherise back. I think she's she's thirsty enough to get back on the show. And some of the times I think this is the best kind of housewife, the ones who've gotten a little taste of it before, and then they get an opportunity to come back and they get real messy like Lori Peterson over in Orange County or every time they bring back uh Brandy Glanville. You know, they bring back Crutches Glanville and then she's like so anxious to get back on the show, as she should be. And so she brings it. And so I think Sharice got a taste, and now they're bringing her back, and they're telling her, be as messy as you fucking want. And then uh, we'll hope, hopefully she'll be back full-time. Sharice said she also spent 500000 on lawyers for her divorce, which is a lot of money. Five hundred k on your divorce. That's why, who wants to even get married at that point? Anyway, we cut to Mia at home, and I totally forgot about her husband, Gordon. Like, I forgot he existed. Like, I remembered Mia on the show, but for some reason they showed Gordon, I'm like, who's that? Huh? Like, what? who is that man? And then I found out it was Gordon. Anyway, sh- they decided to move into Potomac. Apparently, they weren't even living there, which is so funny to me because isn't that the thing with Wendy, too? Like, Dr. Wendy don't live in Potomac. They had, weren't they all mad they had to drive, like, two hours? <laughs> I, love, I love these stupid shows. Anyway, so they ended up getting a rental home three miles from Karen, which is so funny. They're, like, I'm Karen's neighbor. And here in L.A., like, three miles can be an hour away. 
Like that's how LA traffic is. It's the worst thing ever. But truly three miles living away from someone, you might as well be in a different state because if somebody lives three miles away from me, I'm never seeing them. That could be two hours. Anyway, they're spending 10000 a month on this rental home. Now, I'm not Susie Orman, but I do believe that somebody needs to sit down with me and Gordon and just say, hey, maybe we shouldn't be renting for ten k a month. It's a lot. Now, I don't know what their finances is. Obviously, they have the money to do so. I'm just saying, especially in these, these I, well, maybe it's a smart thing to do. I mean, isn't the interest rates are up? So maybe it's a good thing that they're renting. But 10K a month seems a lot. And it also feels very, it worries me because it feels very like we're renting for the show, which obviously is what Tinsley did all those years. She was never living in New York. She's in Miami now or something. And we're all just pretending even for the Roni reboot. We're like, we hope Tinsley's back. And it's like, she didn't even fucking live there, <laughs> but she will rent again for three months out of the year while they're filming. And that's okay with me. But that's what this is giving. Meanwhile, Karen and Ray arrive. Ray's wearing a very aggressive Indiana Jones hat. And I was like, are we coming out of the Temple of Doom? What's happening with Ray's hat? I know we got a lot of hat work happening on Bravo, but it's like he just hung out with Kyle the Splits Richards over on Beverly Hills and then showed up to film. And I was like, is that one of Splits' hats? Did he go to Aspen with the gals? Because I have not seen this hat on a Ray. It was shocking to me. Shocking. Anyway, we do hear... Mia's doing impression work, which was surprising to me. Mia's mom is there. She's wearing La Dame. Uh, and then they talk about this posting that she did because Mia said she's got a disease. She had a few lumps. She did testing. And it was a little unclear at that point. It's still a little unclear. Anyway, then we cut to Wendy at bar one with Peter. Now, I thought, how do they know each other? But he, I think, does want to be on the TV show because I think that's what the complaint was over in Atlanta. It was like, Peter's always sticking around and wants to be on the show. And God bless him for it because it looks like he's going to be bringing it over here on the Real Houses of Potomac because there's this whole thing about whether or not he's hooked up with, was it Giselle or someone? I saw it in the preview and I can't wait for it. Anyway, Wendy wants to open up this thing. And I thought it seemed really great. She wants to do a library of black authors, which is open to kids ages two and four. Is that what she said? And he's like, uh, no one wants to be around kids. And Peter's right. Peter, and he, I'm, honestly, that was the smartest thing Peter's ever said in the history of Bravo. He's like, no one, <laughs> no one wants to be around kids, especially at like a hospitality bar. Oh, bar one. That was the name of his bar. What did I call it? Bar 51? Isn't there an, what's where the aliens are? Area 51? Why did I, why was I thinking of where the aliens are? Anyway, maybe because I was talking about Demon Darby. I don't know. Let's send him away. Remember that movie Mars Attacks? I don't know. Let's send Demon Darby away with one of them Martians. So I don't have to look at him on the screen anymore. He ain't even on the show and I'm pissed at him. I don't even think he filmed the entire season. I still hate that man. He's not shown up in any of the footage yet. Anyway, so Peter and Wendy are going to be, uh, teaming up together. He offers 20, her 20% ownership, which is, 300000 for her because the thing is going to cost $1.5 And he said there's no return for two years. And Eddie doesn't want any part of this. Now, I wouldn't want any part of like a – I always think like restauranteurs and stuff. To me, that sounds miserable because I feel like running a restaurant just seems like a mess. And then also, yeah, you don't get your money back for 100 years. It just seems like the weirdest business – the last kind of business I would want to be in. And I know that's like a dream of people to have – people say they want to own a restaurant or a – a little deli or I don't know what the fuck they want to thing. And I always like, that sounds like a nightmare because you, you got to go through so many hoops. There's so many different hoops, just that uh, having the place clean to sell food, which obviously is a good thing that you need to have it clean, but it just feels like a hundred hoops. I know I just mentioned one hoop, but there's a lot of other hoops that I can't think of at the moment because I uh, am 
going to focus on Ashley at her family's house because we need to move on. Now, she has a renewed relationship because of no Michael with the family, and she has not hired the lawyer, and she's being seemingly a dummy about this because she's getting the house in the LLC. And I say that, again, as not Susie Orman. So I know people mistake Susie Orman and myself. Uh, I can't quite pull off a blazer the way that she can. However, I think that all these people on all of these shows, on every single franchise, I mean, we need Bamboozle Jane to sit down with Susie. Maybe Suze should start hosting these reunions. Jen Shaw over on the Salt Lake City House, so he's obviously is going to need to sit down with Suze. Who, anyone on this network, and by the way, myself included, I'd like to sit down with Suze too. I'd like to sit right across on that blazer-wearing bitch because she seems to know what she's talking about. And I want to learn, especially as we grow in, I mean, I'm adult for years now, but as we grow into adulthood, I think Susie needs to, there needs to be, if anyone's going to be cloned, we need to clone Susie Orman so she could sit down with all of us because we can all benefit from hearing. Because I'm watching these women, but then I'm thinking to myself, am I doing everything right? Susie Orman needs to come sit with me. Anyway. I do believe she's being a dummy. Moving on. We see Giselle's house. Did we talk about Giselle's confessional look? Now, it is giving Kelly Clarkson thankful hair. I mean, the chunky highlights. What is going on? What the fuck? I mean, that confessional look. And I know the com- the common thing is that she's trolling us. Like, she's doing it on purpose, right? I don't even believe it can't be... She knows that's part of her brand. And I know that Karen Huger made a joke of that, but I actually think she's right. Like, I think this is part of her brand now. I just feel like this is what she's doing to get us talking about her. And I don't believe actually that she's friendly with any of them except for Robin. I think Robin is her ride or die and her friend in real life, but the rest are coworkers. And I'm fine with that because she's always stirring the pot and she's doing a good job of it. But when I saw her with the kids and I love Jizzy's kids, those kids are 16, they're getting older, which I mean, that's devastating me. I just talked to my nephew the other day on the phone, you guys, and he's in middle school now. And I'm like, what the fuck happened to you, Anthony? Like now he's talking about dating and like all this stuff. I'm like, what the fuck happened? How'd you get old? And I can't, I don't have kids, but I can only imagine how devastated I'd be to watch my kids get older. I feel like I'm going to be a hot mess. I always think, I tell Matt, I'm like, you better get me some good hard drugs for when we have to send our kids to college because I won't be able to handle that. Anyway, Jizzy's kids, I think they have horrible taste too because they helped her pick out a dress. And I was like, I hope, this is what I worry about. I think that Jizz L, Jizz L, why did I say it like that? Jizz L. I think Jiz L has been doing this for the show to get people talking about it. And my worry is that her kids are going to be taking this trait on. My worry is that they're not going to know that she's trolling a TV, a nation, if you will, with her confessional looks. And they're just going to head off to college and dress like Jiz L. And suddenly, it's the circle is not going to be broken. The The... We have to learn from our parents, and so I hope those gals learn from their mother and do the opposite. I think kids always either become their parents or become the opposite. I'm obviously becoming my mother, Linda, and so (laughs) that's my own issue that I'll discuss with my therapist. But I don't want these girls to take on Giselle's styling. I just I don't want to see that. I don't want to see that. Then we cut to Karen's party. She's doing the spring kickoff party. It's a spring kickoff celebration of life party. 
<laughs> it's funny that it just keeps on that spring kickoff because it's all stormy there. And we're doing, by the way, we're doing like a lot of close-up of flowers and bees, and we're just seeing a lot of like close-ups of nature in between. You know, over on Salt Lake City, it's like all them snowscapes with that dramatic choir music. And here on Potomac, it's just like, there's a close-up of a bee for two minutes. And maybe we can cool it with that. You know, I'm sorry, bravo. But maybe we can scale back on the close-ups of the flowers. Because at a certain point, I feel like I'm watching Discovery Plus or something. My dad used to watch them nature documentaries all the time. And they just show a bee for an hour and talk about the fucking bee. And I know bees are important creatures. God bless, save the bees. But I'm not sure when I'm watching Bravo that I just need to look at a bee. Like I'm watching a fucking bee movie or something with Jerry Seinfeld. It's like, I swear they closed up on that bee just picking nectar from the flower. And it's like, that's not what I'm tuning into Bravo for. It's like when they show me the Fast and the Furious on Beverly Hills and they're just riding cars fast. I'm like, that's not what I'm here for. I'm here to see ladies sitting down for lunch and arguing. And then on Potomac now, I got to look at a bee for an hour. And that's just not what we tune in for. So I'm happy with a quick little cut, but it just feels like maybe we need to scale back on the bees and the flowers. It was like a lot of, look at these tree flowers and these flowers blooming and shit like that. And look, I love a flower. If I could have a fresh flower in the house every day, I would. If I get rich, that's what I'm going to do first, fresh flowers. But... I won't be looking at them every day when I'm trying to see ladies uh, having interpersonal dynamics and social hierarchies with each other. That's not what I'm interested. I'll look at the flowers at another time. So Bravo just maybe scale back a little bit. I'm going to take down NBC Bravo. I hate to complain. Anyway, her party is interesting. There's a lot of other people there. New people. Jacqueline, Mia's friend is there who seems like she could be important. Also, Escala showed up. And then there's this whole thing about Ashley. She woke up, and I'm sorry to have to say this phrase. This is a direct quote, so cover your ears if you're not interested in hearing this or send your kids out of the room because I'm going to say something that's very troubling. And I'm not proud of it. I marked this podcast as explicit for this very reason because this was a direct quote. And so I have to report the quotes that happen. But Ashley said, I woke... Okay, wait, did you get everyone out of the room? I just want to make sure. I don't want people yelling at me. I say, Danny, why'd you say those words? Your mouth is dirty. Why is your mouth so foul? And it's not my fault because Ashley literally said, I woke up this morning with a coochie craving... For Michael. Sorry, I played that scary sound effect a hundred times this episode, but that's troubling. And so if any ladies out there, if you wake up with a coochie craving for Michael, uh, go get yourself some uh, sandwich or something else. Do anything else for that craving. Anything else. Karen even said, we'll get a dildo. And Karen's right. Somebody should say it. Anyway, Candace says, Ashley is better than Michael. And I'm interested in this Candace-Ashley dynamic. I want those two to be a dynamic duo. I'm excited about it. Then Wendy says hi to Giselle. They still have this thing. Giselle's like, uh, no, thank you, when she says hi, which made me laugh. Uh, let's see. Giselle pulls me aside and asks about the cancer, no cancer. And Giselle's just stirring the pot. She says, is this what cancer, no cancer looks like? And then Mia's like, uh, I don't do things for attention. I don't need attention. <laughs> which, uh, come on. These women, all they do is things for attention. All they do is things for attention. That's why you're on the show. They don't cast people who don't want to do things for attention. So if you're mic'd up, ladies, if you're listening to this podcast and you get mic'd up because you're a cast member on The Real House Size, it's because you like attention. I don't need attention. You do. I'm sorry to say it, but anyone who needs attention ends up being a cast member on a reality show because people who don't need attention, they're fine not being on a reality show about their lives. Do you get what I mean? Ladies, I'm all right. 
I love decorating the house and getting furniture, but sometimes it could be overwhelming to design a space. And so luckily, I'm here to tell you about a company called Cozy. Now, Cozy is fantastic, a North American company that thoughtfully designs furniture made for modern living. Now, Cozy strives to provide the best furniture shopping experience with elegant, super high quality products, plus fast delivery and easy assembly, which is really important to me because I do not like putting together furniture. So the easier, the better for me. Now, Cozy offers a beautiful, customizable sofas and sectionals that are made to adapt in time. This means customers can add seats to the sofas over time. Maybe if you're extending your family, you might want more space on the couch. Cozy also offers a great range of coffee tables, washable rugs, wall shelving, credenzas, TV stands, and accessories. So much. It's thoughtfully designed furniture made for modern living. There's an outdoor sofa and tables collection that is fantastic. It's called the Mistral. So you can choose the perfect sofa configuration for your outdoor setup. Uh, Cozy also opened its first retail space on Queen Street in Toronto to push the experience to the next level and allow customers to engage physically with the products. So transform your living space today with Cozy. Visit Cozy.com, spelled C-O-Z-E-Y, to start customizing your furniture today. Again, that's Cozy, C-O-Z-E-Y, dot com. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Anyway, so Giselle's being shady, and it looks like uh, they're going to be feuding. I'm excited about that. They do it to be continued. Uh, The only other thing I think we forgot to talk about was the – did we talk about the Candace – and Chris, they're not getting along. Mm-mm. They're getting in a fight on the car ride home because now Chris has got a new schedule because he's general manager at Hotel Washington Restaurant. And I didn't like the way that he was talking. They're cussing at each other, which is not good. He says their lifestyles are different. I didn't like the way that he was talking to her. I didn't care for it. And also, I don't trust it. I just don't trust him. I, You know, I just, I don't trust him. I don't trust him. And I don't trust anyone who's just like, oh, I got to work till 2 a.m. I just don't trust it. Because I, I look, I know that's your job. I don't know. Maybe that's maybe I need to change my thinking. It just doesn't. Something feels fishy about the way he says it. You know, I know other people work till middle of the night. Some people have late hours. I get that, but something about Chris working till two a.m. I'm like something's fishy here. I just feel something off in my gut. Sometimes, what do they call it? Women's intuition or Bravo podcast intuition? That's what I have. Bravo podcasters intuition. That's what I feel in my soul and my gut. So I'm not sure what's to come with that. And now I guess in the previews, there's some flirting with Giselle or something happening with him, but not cool, Chris, if that's true. Not cool. Not cool. Anyway, that's the episode. I love you all so much for listening. I said it's going to be a short episode, and then here we are. It's a regular length episode. So whatever. I guess I need attention. I don't need attention. I need attention. Anyway, uh, let's take a deep breath in. And oh, by the way, follow my other holiday podcast. We did a recap of Hocus Pocus 2. It's called A Very Merry Iconic Podcast. Just look that up wherever you get your podcast. We did a Halloween episode with my co-host, Jenna. She's one of my best friends. And uh, we'll be back in November recapping holiday movies. So listen, subscribe to A Very Merry Iconic Podcast 
right now, listen to the Hocus Pocus 2. Ultimately, uh, it's a Hocus Pocus 2 recap, but really we talk about all sorts of stuff, including penis size and uh, the song Butterfly Kisses from the late 90s. So if that sounds appealing to you, then go listen. Otherwise, just don't listen. But you're here now for the Everything Iconic. So I'm going to take you all on a journey of breathing exercises. So take a deep breath in, hold it, Drive that breath back and breathe out. Let's take one more deep breath in. Hold it. Breathe out. Now I hope you all go forth this week and have a good week. I love you all so much for listening. And we'll be back with a recap later this week of Salt Lake City. And then we're going to touch on the Beverly Hills reunion too, I believe. Although, wait, I'm traveling. Am I traveling yet? No, I think that week, that this week will be fine. I think it's the next ones. I think Potomac might be, we might be off next week. I don't know. Follow me on social media and you'll figure it out. <laughs> I love you. Bye. Boy, you know-